I'm Garrett McQueen. I'm Scott Blankenship. And this is Triloquy, true and real stories from the fringes of classical music. Scott, an extra blessed episode, of uh, opus of, of Triloquy today. We have a very special guest. We went to church in preparation. We have a lot to talk about today. Um, but as that uh, church service that we attended over at Pilgrim Baptist started with a testimony, um, you and I have to give a, a quick testimony over some of our uh, latest uh, weekend activities. We went to uh, see the Joker. Just Joker. Finally. Just oh, Joker. It's just called Joker. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, you're, you have more, um, how can I say this politely? You have a, a larger history, a larger track record of the franchise that is the, the Batman movies and all that sort of thing. So for you, how did this one stack up? I was prepared to not like it because for me, Heath Ledger set the standard. I don't like any of the campy versions that came out of the Joker in years prior, the television show. I never sat and watched the TV show with... So did you consider it campy before the Heath Ledger? Because that, you know, with, with that uh, reiteration of Batman, the, the Dark Knight trilogy. That was trilogy, serious. Yeah, that's that, when we got into the grungy, you and know. And that is the way that it should be, like the Frank Miller graphic novel. Sure, yeah. That is the way I thought that it should be done. And uh, we started to talk about it a little bit last night. I think that Heath Ledger represents the Joker who is comfortable in his mental illness. He has embraced it and is living his best life with it. Uh -huh. Whereas Joaquin Phoenix is just beginning to grapple with who he is. It's so interesting that you say living your best life because what I uh, what I jotted down here on my uh, piece of paper is freedom to live. And it seems like, and and you know, sp if, if you don't want any spoilers or anything, just fast forward ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like, uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix was, the, you know, the character was, uh, you know, slowly just breaking away from some of the rules that he felt like he had to, to follow in his everyday whether that been uh, whether that was explaining his uh, condition to people, you know, the obligation of taking care of uh, your mother, and you know, That's just huge. trying to do the right thing all along the way, and then he finally just broke out of all of that and and became completely free, for for lack of a, a better word. There's a a long history of that sort of trope going into the criminal mastermind yeah you know it's just them and their mother you know you can go all the way back to psycho mm -hmm. and find that you know that the that you come out a little flawed and blinkered yeah. you know if you're if you're shut in and um only have one parent and maybe that parent isn't working with a full deck yeah right and and you know because we're going to be speaking um, with a man of the cloth here soon, we, it's best that we uh, be our most honest selves today. So I'm going to ask you, um, just like Joker, you know Arthur, you know slowly evolved into Joker and and lived his truth and and became this you know monster, which you know in itself is is sort of uh, you know subjective, I suppose. But uh, do you see a reality in which? the uh, manifestation of your truth is as raw as that, as 
you know, uh, violent or as, uh, I, I don't know, I'm not quite sure the word I'm looking for, because after we left the uh, theater uh, to, to see Joker, we were kind of drawing comparisons between that movie and Fight Club and mm-hmm. how, you know, the way you see the world and the way you want to react to it finally manifests in this way. D- do you see yourself ever being able to break out of yourself and break out of all of the the rules of uh, of being a society member and, and becoming something like that? That's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that. Um, I doubt it. Why? I, I doubt it. I feel like my upbringing and my thought process that I have today will always have me towing a line, will always have me either towing a line and following a line, staying on the line. Um, I, I think that I'm just doing what I'm expected a lot of times. Yeah. And that has become my norm, whereas you see Arthur Fleck, as depicted by Phoenix, um, who all he's known is negative reinforcement. And you, yeah. know, you know how you like he's always ma- mashing his head against something or, mm-hmm. or he's getting a hit in the face. Physical violence doesn't even mean anything to him. It's such right. a part of it that that's where he'll stay. And seeing as how my experience has been almost exactly opposite of that, but in the same line, sort of confined and, you know, uh, you better, you, you better be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm in any danger of becoming a criminal mastermind. See, the first time uh, I saw Fight Club, which was not all that long ago, and then, you know, now seeing Joker, it just, it triggers that thing in my mind that just wants to lead some sort of rebellion leads some sort of resistance. And, you know, as much as I can uh, fantasize about doing that on a broad scale or, or a criminal scale or a violent scale, um, I sort of think we can do that in, in the way we live our normal lives. And, th- and this is how, you know, my, my, you know, weird mind works. I, I sort of compare, you know, leading a resistance and, and finally growing into your truth in that way in the way that we can sort of buck traditions when it comes to public radio and when it comes to, yeah. to classical music, you know, leave the charge of people who are going to do something and believe in something that is radically different than, than anything else, you know, that, that we've ever explored in that way. I do agree with you in that it's like Fight Club in that uh, the rebellion, the resistance is made up of a whole bunch of low-wage workers, right? You yeah. know, the, the people who, uh, like me, are towing a line. You know, Low-wage workers? Yeah, maybe they, you know, <laughs> or maybe they've been, you know, maybe there's something in their past that's either physical or mental abuse that has them acting a certain way. But, yeah. and, and that was one of the things that I thought Joker did really well was ratchet up. You know, it's cumulative. Mm-hmm. Right? By the time you get to the end, you see everything that has gone into, and, and you can only go, yeah, that makes sense that he would act this way um just thinking about the cognitive dissonance that happens like when he was at the gate and realized that his mother lied to him that whole time yeah imagine finding out something that you believed from the time that you were a kid was just a, a flat-out terrible lie Ooh, and that gets us into sort of today's topic so um we are going to speak with uh jacob dodd he's music director at pilgrim baptist church uh here in saint paul the state's oldest black church And when you talk about something that you believed in so much and finding out that it was a lie, I instantly 
think of religion. And look, I know this is a diff- difficult conversation for a lot of people. I'm not here to uh, discredit or completely discount the tradition of religion. But for me, when I uh, was those 16 or 17 years old, when I start hearing um, the preacher at the church I grew up in, I grew up in the Church of Christ tradition, uh, when I heard him start to talk about, you know, the gays are going to hell and, and X, Y, and Z, I instantly thought, well, does Jesus love me? You know, mm-hmm. is this an all-loving God? What does it mean for me to even be sitting in this room? And that eventually led me to, you know, sort of abandoning uh, the church and abandoning religion. Do, do, do you have any sort of experience along those lines? Did you grow up churchy at all? Uh, growing up, my dad was in the Air Force, so the family moved a lot, and they never got involved in a congregation. And so, your Lord and Savior, Uncle Sam. I yeah, and <laughs> I I grew up not going to church. And and truth in advertising here, I have no I I don't I do not know the stories of the Bible, any parables. Mm. Mainly, I've been going. I I went to church mainly for funerals and weddings. Sure, growing up. And then shortly after the election, I did go to uh, a, a uni- Unitarian Universalist church for a little while. But and you've talked about how you know you had such visceral responses to the uh, the music you heard during those amazing. services. It was absolutely amazing, and I was putting money in the collection plate, you know, like it was a cover charge because, <laughs> I mean, there they had several different choirs of various levels. They brought in guest artists, and uh, it was a, an amazing experience on on the. Um, music front but and and it's easy to see an institution like the church you're talking about you know in you know what's probably the richest part of of the city of St. Paul, you know, uh, with with all of these, uh, you know, well-to-do members, no shade to any of them, just, you know, speaking to to, to what I kind of noticed. Mm-hmm. And it was really, you know, I was really quick to say, oh, well, what is what is this organization doing for the community? They're, they have all this money that helps, you know, further establish what they're doing. But I actually learned, uh, re- before we went to go see Joker, actually, shout out to um, my friends Kevin and Jess. They uh, attend that uh, church as well. And they say that 70 percent of what's put in the offering plate every Sunday goes right out the door. I really did like that about it. And there was always a part of um, the, the um, I, I don't know what it's called. It's before the actual sermon, but um, where they talk about who the, the money is going to go to. And every single time that I was there, I was like, yeah, I'll give money to that. Yeah. That, you know, it was uh, some really... Uh, some some groups that were really doing some good work. Yeah, and then you know just the also the community aspect of it. Is, there was that is is so important for. Uh, I knew for at least that hour out of the week that people were going to be nice. Yeah. So that was comforting. Yeah, and and you know I, I it's not lost on me that that comforting feeling is what keeps a lot of people in those organizations. So. You know, shout out to everyone who goes to church. Shout out to everyone who does not go to church. Go ahead. Maybe, maybe a Unitarian Universalist church is more for you because you know there there's members of the LGBTQ community there. Um, it's more important well, than I need a gay church. I, I need a church rooted in um, more black traditions, and that's what. Yeah, you're not uh, going to get that. There. And, and, and that's what uh, was really moving to me about attending the service at uh, Pilgrim Baptist was because so many of the songs I was familiar with 
Um, I felt like I was in a, you know, a space in which I should be comfortable, I should be celebrated. Now, of course, me as a gay person traditionally in those spaces, those aren't safe spaces. Well, we'll, we'll get into that conversation here in a bit. But um, before we get into the uh, conversation with uh, Jacob Dodd, I just want to, you know, make it clear to everyone listening that I, I respect uh, personal traditions. I, I'm, I'm not here to you know, on what anyone thinks about, you know, their relationship with a higher being. Um, with all that being said, I'm speaking from my experiences, and I hope that we can have a really honest exploration of what is religion, you know, what makes church music so moving and so important, and how all of this um, serves as a as an integral part of, of Black American history on, yeah. on, on many different fronts. Yeah. So before we get into this uh, sort of three-way conversation, uh, Scott, that we have with Jacob Dodd, I thought we could listen to a little of uh, one of my favorite gospel tunes. It was actually performed at the uh, church service we went to at Pilgrim Baptist. Uh, the name of the tune is What If God Is Unhappy? This rendition of it by the University of Arkansas Inspirational Chorale under the direction of Dr. Jeffrey Murdoch. What if Amen. We are gathered here today to learn more about and to celebrate Brother Jacob Dodd from Pilgrim Baptist Church, music director there at Pilgrim Baptist Church. Jacob, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I met you for the first time when we did the uh, the Ill Harmonic uh, show over in uh, in Minneapolis. Yes. Oh man, that was really something to me. But before we get into you and and your job at Pilgrim Baptist, uh, what what was your takeaway from doing the the Ill Harmonic show as the pianist for that gig? Um, it was it was uh, it was a great breakthrough of music of, of the music and the, and the culture that happens here in the twin cities um you don't really see um a group of african americans or or, or people of color coming together mm -hmm. to have and playing classical first of all right you know so you but you when you do see black people or or people of color that you know that are that are well versed in their instrument it usually comes from you know from their church background right so um it was it was also great to see that you know musicians that didn't necessarily come from that background but you know probably from their public school or or, or, or private lessons or right. or, the, or any other outlets like that um come come, come together in that same aspect of you know of playing and and um of uh, playing um, secular music. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That... <laughs> I'm trying to find the nice word for yeah, it. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, it was, um, it it was nice. It, it was it was a nice experience. Yeah, it yeah. was a nice experience. And you know, for me um, and Scott, we talk all the time about you know building community and that sort of thing. Uh, when I played that gig, what moved me so much was seeing all these uh, black. Uh, instrumental musicians that I had never met before here mm -hmm. in here in St. Paul, right. and and you know making those connections was uh, very important for me. Um, when I when I found out Jacob that you uh, worked at such a historic institution uh, here in the Twin Cities, I just knew I had to uh, have you on Triloquy. So yeah, th thanks thanks again for being here. Thanks for having me. Breakthrough. Yeah. 
<laughs> you better play. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a great organ player, but yeah. Um, so, so first and foremost, you're from here in St. Paul, correct? Yes, I was born here in St. Paul. Talk to me about uh, growing up um, as a as an aspiring musician here in St. Paul. Well, okay. Technically, I was born here in St. Paul. I grew up in Woodbury, which is a suburb of, of St. Paul. It's more so on, on the east side. Okay, you know Woodbury, I guess. I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I went through all of my um, K-12 through uh, education there. I went to Woodbury Elementary, Junior High, and the high school. Okay, shout out to Woodbury High. Yeah, I know. <laughs> go, go Royals. Okay, Royals. Class of 09. It's, also, it almost, it's been 10 years. Um, so... Growing growing up in in um in 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 the in the suburbs in that envi- in that environment, it was it's very interesting. Every time I'm asked this question, it's uh it's all it's always a journey because my environment is truly a journey. It wasn't really consistent, sure, or or like or the typical like oh I see where where, where you get that from, you know people really don't recognize you know or the, the dialect they always try to try to figure me out like okay what, what, what is it what is it i have a strong southern uh background because both of my parents came from belzoni mississippi okay um so um so that's that's in the delta way way up north in in the state of mississippi there what's catfish the, capital of the world well what, what's the nearest bigger town to to that place uh well the well the capital is jackson oh so it's outside of jackson yeah so, oh, so okay. it's about an hour north of jackson okay yes. i got you because you know i grew up in memphis so you know okay you know, yeah north, that, that's north not too mississippi far. is yeah i, I know tuna i feel like J- memphis is like Jackson times three. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get into that. Oh, oh yes, yes. But, but for you sure. got, but you have strong Southern ties, and uh, and and that kind of followed you up here to St. Paul as you were growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, for sure. Um, um, in a musical um aspect, I didn't get into private lessons right away. I mm-hmm. started, I started teaching myself, um, a piano. I had this old school. Uh, miracle um, piano self-teaching software uh, growing up in my um, in my earlier years and um, that's how I you know learn melodic dictation rhythmic mm. dictation and all those things yeah. without me even realizing it at, at the time I was just following the, the, the picture and try to play it in time you know that's that was my understanding of it back then but so um I when I when I first got into lessons, that was into my um, fifth grade, you know, year in uh, elementary. And, and so. as far as piano, that's late as as, as yes, far as a lot of people are yes, concerned. Fifth, sure. sixth grade, yeah, yeah. So um, that's so that's when I started to take more 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 formal lessons around around that time. Um, then. After that, I, my my parents realized I started to get a little bit too advanced because I just went to I went to a music conservatory in in you know in in, in Woodbury. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was just a local music school. You know, it was it was offered and at the time that's that's all, all my parents knew about. But then I was offered to take uh, m- uh, more advanced lessons at McPhail Center for for Music. Oh yeah. So um, in uh, Minneapolis, it was uh, now I'm old school, so it's not where where it's at now. Was it's on Second Street or something like that? No, it was it was off of LaSalle and 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 Eleventh okay. um, in downtown uh, Minneapolis. So that's um, 
um, under the direction of Yaakov Gelfand. Amen. <laughs> so um, he was he he's he's really hardcore. Um, but I, I but that that's where I started to develop my um, uh, uh, technical skills in, in 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 a classical right. Yeah. And then also growing up in, in Pilgrim now in in regards of, of Pilgrim Baptist Church, I, that, I'm I'm a baby. I'm a Pilgrim Baptist Church native. Okay. I've, been, I've been going there ever since I was you know. I was that that's uh, your church. Yeah, that's that's my church. Yeah. yeah. Um so growing up I was a part of the children's choir um uh the cherubim choir the the uh youth and teen choir at the time it was called Spirit of Christ and um and then then as I was getting older and as and at the same time I was getting into my lessons at the same at um in in that same time frame the congregation found out, <laughs> so they de- definitely took advantage. So the church I, mothers have a way yeah, of spreading yes, word. Oh yes, yes sir, <laughs> yes sir. Um, uh, w- there was one day we were we do a Wednesday night Bible study, um, mm-hmm. and 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 before we disperse into classes, we have a, a a small time to do praise and worship. Sure. And that was that's so that that's when when they just put me to the piano. I was like, okay, play this hymn. And I'm just I haven't read it. I haven't. <laughs> you, you were know, thrown you know, right my, in. My, my sight reading. I, again, all these all these ter- terminologies, and I, I didn't know all that back then. I was I was trying to sight read and you know and and, and pl- play by ear. I also play by ear as well. I have um, perfect pitch. So even if I didn't know the song, like I tried to figure it out as as I was playing it. So. Um, <clears throat> And if you ask any other type of church musician, that's usually how you start. You just yeah. they just throw you in there, just like you throw a, a, a child uh, into a pool, and you know, and then and then they just figure it out from there. Right, right. Yeah. And that's what Scott. That's so in, interesting for me to hear about because we spend so much time focusing in on the you know the classical training and the classical technique about the music. We spend so much time talking about, but mm-hmm. you know there there are just as many um, important and and all all too useful skills on the other end when you're talking about um uh you know sight reading and playing by ear and just and you know feeling it yeah yeah and and feeling is definitely you know probably the most important part of the music yeah, you know yes, that's, I, that's uh, i'm sorry go ahead no i'm sorry that that was and that's that's the the big thing about church music like you have to be fully engaged the whole time right mm-hmm. that's that's you know music for sure yeah that's that's there that's already expected but um, engagement. Um, I don't know if you saw me. I was just like I was making sure I was uh, eye contact with the with my drummer, yeah, my bassist, and and, and the organist. Yeah. So it's um, it's intense contact all the time. It's not just one moment. Like here's a song, and then and then and then that's it. You know, there's you know, th- yeah, there's there are times where there there music isn't necessary D- during the sermon, but you know, towards the end w- w- when the pastor gets too a little bit happy, yeah, that, that, that's that's when the organ chords start coming in. <laughs> amen, amen. Yes. Um, <laughs> so um, I mean, because I was as I was sitting in the pew watching you, I was joking. Um, and saying the only thing that it's, it looks like you're not doing is telling your child to sit down, you know, from, from the back. You, you just had your eyes a little bit of everywhere. It was really incredible. Yeah, I started, when I was watching, I started thinking about uh, the role that you play in the church is a lot like when a ballet company or a theater group works with a live orchestra because the conductor can, it becomes a part of the production. 
uh, and they're reacting to what's going on to maybe hold a phrase out a little longer or cut something short or something like that. So I respect the work that you do in that regard, but I'm curious, you said... Uh, it's been 10 years since you've been in high school, so that makes you 28, 29 yes, right now? Yes, yes. Okay, so is is that average for a church to have a young music director like that? Um, in my experience, from what I've seen, yes. Um, it uh, Music directors, a, a lot of them are, are young. A lot of them are young. Yes. What What do you bring to the table? What you know? What's What's your sensibility when well, you come in? Well, how, how how I've gotten how I became the the, the the music director. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in in my upbringing in the church, um, I, you know, you graduate from the the children's choir that then go in, into youth choir. They're really and and then then sometimes, and well, most times in these in these days, there's a big generational gap so the teenagers that were no longer children they just you know we you just put them with the with the adult choir right so that's when i learned about um harmony that was that was my that was my biggest introduction to learning about about harmony but again not internalizing it as Mm -hmm. as a musician um but um they're learning about sopranos altos tenors and and um and bass sometimes and 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 the movement like all all voices are are flowing this way that you know the, the notes are are directing are, are going up or, or they're going down and and just and and i and because i had that that perfect pitch i i pay attention to the i paid attention to to those details so i was just i was just in it mm-hmm. you know i was in that environment so when it was time for me to 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 direct and then, and then also knowing what what note it is, knowing the key, and and having that um, theoretical knowledge behind it. Um, that's I started to to practice that in in my later high school years, under the the direction of uh, another um, local gospel artist here named um, Sam Reeves. Mm. Um, he um, he uh, I I played under him uh, a few a few years. Mm-hmm. Then and even before that. Um, he was an alumni at Saint Olaf, I believe. His name was Keith McCutcheon. Um, the, so, so those 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 men were the ones that brought me, you know, into that leading role musically mm-hmm. um, and also vocally. Now, you mentioned uh, Saint Olaf, you know, a, a semi-local uh, institution. But uh, when it came time for you to go to college, I understand you went uh, back down south to an yes, HBCU. I did. I'm, I'm curious, you know, I, I can't help but to think about the history of the. Well, uh, shout out your school of your your uh, your college. Mm-hmm. JSU, go Tigers! <laughs> oh, you, oh, you went to JSU. Yes. Also, oh, we need to talk about the uh, Southern Heritage Classic at some point because oh, yeah, I for sure I usually root for TSU. Oh. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that 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 will that'll be for another time. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that another time. But I can't help but to think about you know the history behind an institution uh, like JSU. Um, match with the history of of Pilgrim Baptist. I mean, it it, it must have been such a um, you know a, a beautifully cohesive and culminating experience for you mm-hmm. to attend a historically black school mm-hmm. and to take those skills and apply them at a historically black church. Mm-hmm. And, and vice versa. Vice oh, really? Versa. Yeah, because and that and that's what I, again. That's why I say I, I have a, I have an interesting upbringing because in. In a suburban environment, it's usually not, you know, yeah. African American influenced. Um, 
uh, com- coming from that, you know, being around Woodbury and then coming to to then going to to Jackson State and and and, and also in an urban and more urban city. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those th- th- no there are a lot Jackson. of there are a lot of you know factors of of of, of a culture shock. Yeah, but surprisingly, I um, adapted very well because you know of of what I carried. And and the culture from from my from my church from from my home church and the black church, and then also what I've gained musically, I applied that into you know other aspects like like jazz or just like doing a jam session with with with, uh, with some classmates down down at school too. So. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and from what I remember again from the ill harmonic performance, you seem very well versed in just about anything that the piano requires because you know those hip hop tunes were coming out your fingers like that was natural, and then of course what we heard on Sunday and yep. and and you're also a phenomenal singer behind, <laughs> Thank be, you. behind the mic just doing a little bit of it all. Um, you know, well, one thing I want to bring up before I uh, forget, you know, there's so many, we, we use this word classical, you know, and, and we're always, you know, having the discussion, what is classical music? Mm-hmm. What is classic to an experience? And I couldn't help but to um, feel that when I came into Pilgrim Baptist, because, you know, while I haven't regularly attended church services in so many years, you know, so much of uh, the tradition was just classic to my experiences. Mm. Um, uh, the I knew all of the songs, all of the hymns, the way that you have the choir doing that hard two-step during um, What If God Is Unhappy mm-hmm. With Our Praise. I mean, I haven't seen a, a church sway like that in so long. It just, it really sat down in my spirit. And, and when I think about you know, again, that word classical, I can't help but to separate that experience from that. Have you ever thought about the relationship between, you know, what is, you know, called classical music, quote unquote, mm-hmm. old white folks music versus the music that is classic to the uh, the yeah. members of your congregation? Oh, I, I like I like that per- perspective a lot because um, it they do both of them do share the that quality of being classic not you know is it's just utilizing um the fundamentals that we all learn you know in yeah. you know in a, in a classical setting but to but for it to be expressed in in a raw um expression from a raw you know negro experience yeah you know versus a raw conservatory experience mm-hmm. you know so um it's it's um it, it it's it, it's it's a treat combining those two t- t- together. Wow. See, for me though, it was a much different experience because um, I've only gone to church um, for uh, weddings and funerals, and then I spent about six or eight months going to Unity Unitarian Church, which was a very different experience. Um, so for me, walking in and you know being uh, Forrest Gump over there on the on the side <laughs> a little bit, um, I'm, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> I'm wondering, I'm wondering um, because it can talking about a culture shock like you mentioned earlier when you went down to JSU. So um, to be welcoming to new people and making sure that their experience is positive at Pilgrim, what what sort of steps do you take to entice people to come or to hang on to new members? Um, what I do, I, my, my, my biggest thing I tell my, my, my choir is to be organic, meaning to be, be, be intentional with what you're singing about. 
and know what the message is saying have 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 purpose into what you're singing about over me telling you what 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 correct notes to, to sing mm-hmm. so um i and i and i feel like that's that's what's bringing people in authentically so it's not it's not it's not um it's not a a, a gimmick you know it's it's not anything to you know to um you know to uh trick you it's, it's it's something you know we're, we're, we're coming we're, we're coming in as as we are just 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 just, just how you are we just mm-hmm. we're just in that where we're in that position to be welcoming just as anyone else would want to feel yeah and 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 there's definitely no denying that we were made to feel very welcome you know all the way yeah. you know they, they have people at the front door to hand handing you all kinds of paperwork and oh, stuff. i walked and, out with a calendar yeah and, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it was really urshers. yeah hey man hey man the urshers uh you use the word um authentic and i want to get into that a little bit more because um you know the the service began you know with a testimony tell us tell us your good news you know mm-hmm. and i will never forget and and you probably know this sister's name but a woman stood up um to talk about her sore throat and how mm-hmm. that sore throat wasn't just going it wasn't going anywhere and um her son brought some lemons and she made some tea and her sore throat went away and i i felt like my throat felt a little better after hearing <laughs> that story and you could just tell that you know she was authentically you know talking to folks that she considers family just about yes. some of, some of her yes. good news and and I, and i i just felt that spirit of you know as you say authenticity and and coming as you are you know one thing mm-hmm. i was worried about and and we talk about this in classical music all the time what do i wear you know what what, what do i need to wear and so i decided i didn't want to go full easter sunday with my bow tie <laughs> and everything um, but, you know, there were people there uh, dressed all different kind of ways. You know, if, if I can say anything about the service beyond how phenomenal the music is, it's definitely, um, you know, the, the congregation definitely offers a feeling of you are you are welcome here. Um, but the reality is a lot of people just don't feel welcome or mm-hmm. or feel comfortable in, in church. You know, what 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 can you say to the person who just, you know, feels like, they'll walk in and 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 be judged some preconceived notions yes. well, what what do you tell that person who might be interested in visiting pilgrim baptist um just come yeah just come um as as cliche as as it may sound not all churches are are the same and um but that isn't to negate you know the 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 reality of of one's experience of, of of the church of 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 you know there's there's a reason why people have those preconceived notions mm-hmm. but um but there's also a, a, another side where you can just give it another try sure yeah sure. that's that I, I again just just to um just to continue to be open and 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 um accessible and 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 available and that's all that i can offer yeah yeah because you know scott we we were kind of and and i'm interested to you know to hear your take on this we we were having a, a conversation about you know that feeling of being you know visibly uh welcome or like feeling like you you fit in and we kind of talked yeah, about how that yeah, was go ahead. that was interesting in the parking lot afterward because 
I thought all three of us had the same experience. Yeah. In, because um, you, it was very welcoming, Jacob. Um, and I was, I was one of maybe half a dozen white people in, in the church, mm-hmm. a couple of them in the choir. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, doing that two-step hard along yeah. with everybody else. Amen. And, and I felt welcome. And I thought, okay, this is a, it's a peaceful place, a welcoming place. And, and then Garrett started talking about Corinthians in the parking lot. So here I was, a white person in a largely black congregation, and I felt welcome despite the fact that I didn't look like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But Garrett looks like everybody else, and yet he felt a certain way because of the fact that he's a gay man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that I brought my boyfriend up in there. Yeah. So, you know, there's always that fear of, well— Am am I going to be shamed in front of everybody? Am I am I cre- you know am I creating tension by 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 being here? You know it just sure it gets back to those preconceived notions. But mm-hmm. have, having grown up in the church, you know that's one of the things that kind of pushed me away. I just felt like I I wasn't you know very welcome. I, I'm I'm curious how do you know from and and obviously I'm not asking for you to to speak for Pilgrim Baptist, but mm. just, you know, from from where you sit um, in, in that congregation, how are, you know, difficult questions and difficult conversations uh, like that explored, if, if, if at all? Um, all I can say is that we do have, have, have a few, a few gay members. Oh, wow. You know, in, in, in the church. Um, and I haven't really taken the time to, you know, to say like, how do you really feel? Like, mm-hmm. like I see you here, but 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 they're openly and outwardly gay in the com mm-hmm. on the com- okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, and and um, even some some they're 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 active with the youth, sure as well. So um, I, again, I don't, I have I haven't seen I haven't seen that mistreatment or we had we haven't we don't um. I haven't seen anyone feel feel outcasted. Mm. Well, and, and 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 then again, those 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 are um, inward feelings. So we can't really tell if yeah. if that's happening or not. Yeah. Oh, of course, and and you know, just the uh, that that makes you know that makes me feel good to to hear that. Um, but just when I think about you know just how strong of a community that is, and um, and again, Scott, we kind of talked about this uh, with Vanessa when you were talking about Beyonce's uh, homecoming and that yeah. and that envy of that community and 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 that unity. You know, there there is something, uh, and maybe envy is an inappropriate word, but there is something I envy about being a part of an institution like that. You know, when I sat in the pews and just looked around, it looked like I was sitting inside of, you know, a, a national treasure, you know, a black mm-hmm. artifact mm-hmm. of Minnesota, something that I wanted to be a part of. But there's always that feeling of, you know, do I really belong here? And am, am I welcome here? Am I, am I creating problems within this space? And for me, um, I think I might have been in a Baptist church maybe one other time in my life. Mm-hmm. And it is a different experience. You know, the, the, the music is more a player in it. You know, when, mm-hmm. when the sermon was going on, you have a gentleman over at the organ and he's doing some flourishes and things right. like that. And I maintained to Garrett that I don't think it would have been as effective without the organ, mm. you know, giving you a surge here and there, mm-hmm. or, you know, as a punctu- yes. a punctu- yes. Yes. Come on, come on. <laughs> That's and, right, amen. And in all of the churches that I've ever been to, 
Not one time has anyone ever went, yes. <laughs> you know, the, in the congregation. And it I was mean. much more than just yes. Right. It was you know, amen. It was or, preach preacher. It uh, was. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was an, that was another <laughs> one. So this was a, a different experience. And yet I still never really felt like I was on the outside of it, though. I mean, it was just like, oh, this is. This is something brand it's new. Just, it's just outward. It's it, yeah. It, you you have that space to express how those words hit you, and and I guess what I would come down come back to is that I want to feel something that strongly. I I, I wish that I felt that strongly in that environment. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a really challenging conversation for me again because you know. Having gone through what I went through growing up, you know, in the church, I'm of the, um, excuse me, I'm of the uh, Church of Christ tradition. So, you know, th there were just so many rules and it was so rigid. You know, there mm -hmm. wasn't even instrumental music in, in, in the church I grew up in because of, you know, wh whatever, you know, wh whatever reason that is. Yeah, how, and it just, yeah. How do you, how do you fight somebody that comes in with a preconceived notion? How do you combat that? when if somebody has it in their mind that it's going to go a certain way and they might be wrong what 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 out what i'll personally say to that is um that I, I feel like that that's that's one of the ways to 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 probably not not feel because you already you're you're already putting the those notions in your head mm -hmm. so 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 that's why i said earlier just just come and try yeah. just 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 try again because um because it's it, it may not be what you expect it to 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 be yeah despite despite your experience because it now now if it was the same church and, and someone treated treated you wrong in that church and then you go back you know to that same church then you know i, I don't I don't know about that. Right, but, right, right. But um, but but coming from one church, you know, if one church treated you bad, then you you try a a a, 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 a different church. I feel like just 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 keep trying, mm. just keep trying to to find that that place that makes you feel um, welcome. And I'm in, I'm really encouraged by that because you know what what you're saying really makes me. Uh, want to go back and I remember and and I guess your um your your dad is also mm -hmm. involved yes, in the church yes. Yes. <laughs> you, you, probably, you probably heard die yeah, so. yeah. And, and it seemed like every time he got to the microphone he was like look I know it's not my time I didn't come here to preach to y'all <laughs> yeah. today but but one one of the things he said in that mini sermonette uh is kind of reminding me of what we're talking about now uh your dad was talking about um, how important the youth programs are and how yes. important it is to, you know, and engage young people in, in this tradition. And we talk about the same thing all the time in, in classical music. Mm -hmm. How do you get kids to listen to classical music where there's movie music, there's video game music, well, you know, whatever different things we'll think of. Mm -hmm. um, what, for, in, in your experience, from your perspective, what are some of the uh, techniques uh, that need to be used by uh, churches and religious organizations to kind of get in and involve young people to make them feel like they're a part of this. So you're asking um, what can church music offer to classical, or or what can what can church and church music offer to young people to to get them involved with uh, with church and get them coming and get them singing in the choir and going mm -hmm. on these retreats and all that different mm -hmm. things all that mm -hmm. different stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, um, 
it's it's to be accessible because of the big thing that you do hear from from the youth is that they is that they don't feel like they're being spoken to it was like again going back to the 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 generational gap they they definitely notice that that um there isn't anything for them so so that's why my father you know um is is fighting hard to 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 keep the youth active in something to to, to go on retreats to ask them you know what would they like to see and, and things like that but um w- one of the main things that that's that we do do is um is to keep it real especially with the, especially with the kids but also use um scripture to back up you know those um you know the, the those uh, uh conversations so so that's what those um youth retreats are for is to is to um help them be to have to have have the mindset that they need you know you know to move forward you know to 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 have the the faith that they're uh looking for mm-hmm. whatever that is you know so mm-hmm. yeah um but you know we 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 offer you know that we offer that that uh christian path and and and, and that that and that per- per- perspective yeah so um to now to get those kids is that um to keep them active and and to keep them interested and and engaged is you got to meet them where they are first mm-hmm. right so so that so that's what you 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 have to get to know you don't have to do any again you don't have to try you do do any of these gimmicks you just have to be open like hello like a, a simple hello you know just 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 means a lot because the, a lot of a lot of youth you know don't don't feel seen unless they're doing something wrong like mm. take off your hat put put, put on you know, or like your, 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 your skirts pants, yeah. yeah you know like 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 that that's the only attention that you know that they feel like they're getting mm. you know in in the church so so we we um d- dismantle those you know those um man-made you know f- philosophies and rules that 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 um that that churches make that's that's the first thing that we do is is to you know is to, is to leave it is to leave it all open for you know for um um for for the youth to express themselves so, yeah. so they 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 wonder they don't you know so so because because you you had a question like what should I wear yeah like you know the, the youth you know we're, we're working on youth and you don't don't worry about what you need to be wearing because when you get to your final de- destination like you you know you're not gonna be worried about what you wearing. <laughs> sure, amen, amen, amen. So. As long as that robe is white, amen. <laughs> you know, it's so funny that, um, and we and we need to uh, wrap up here. But it's it's so funny, uh, Jacob, that that you talk about not being noticed unless you're doing something wrong. Because Scott, that was a main theme in uh, Joker. You know, as we right. were talking about earlier, how the main character just finally felt mm. like he was being he who was never being seen for doing the right that. thing. You know, have you have you seen that yet? I need, I, I'm very interested in seeing. Yeah, that. we saw it last night. It, it was great um so uh jacob thank you so much for being here if anybody is interested in learning more about you learning more about uh pilgrim baptist church how how can they uh find that information um you can reach out to me on my instagram or or a a facebook page um facebook um jacob dodd j-a-c-o-b d-o-d-d or um on 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 instagram 
um, S H O W P I N. As you know, that's 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 a play with uh, words to spell Chopin. Chopin. Yeah. Underscore three. Okay. Chopin underscore three. Yes. And to learn more about Pilgrim Baptist Church, um, you can you can just go to their website at pilgrimbaptistchurch.org. Okay. Amen. Jacob, you know, you have been so encouraging me today. I think that um, I will return to Pilgrim Baptist. I didn't do the the um, the little mini meeting with the preacher uh, mm-hmm. when we visited last time, but I think I'll do that this time. Okay, I mean, just to be a part of such an important black institution that has so much history and so much phenomenal music Some directed by music. you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. I mean, it's it, it's really incredible. So uh, thank you so much for being here. It's Thanks really for been having an honor. me. Yeah, very humbled. So on uh, Scott, on the next opus of Triloquy is going to be even spookier than the thought of going to church for the first time in many years. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Triloquy Spooktacular. That's coming up next time here on Triloquy. And remember, if you want to reach out to us, be sure to send us a note at triloquy at americanpublicmedia.org. That's T-R-I-L-L-O-Q-U-Y at americanpublicmedia.org. Be blessed.